Hey friends, just want to let you know TJ and I will be doing the LA Podfest on September 24th. And the show is scheduled for noon, so come hang out with us. Also, TJ's Meticulously Ridiculous Tour uh, is coming to a bunch of cities near you. So go to his website and don't miss him. It's happening right now. From what I understand, the show is just as meticulous as it is ridiculous, so you don't want to miss it. Um, I'll be performing on a few of those tour dates in Chicago on August 26th, Minnesota on September 1st, and in Edmonton September 2nd and 3rd. So come on out. Now entering Nerdist.com. Thanks for coming in. I uh, I understand you're addicted to therapy, so I'm not sure you're in the right place. Um, try to avoid uh, eye contact with tassels, my receptionist, on the way out. Maybe pick up a popsicle shaped like a uh, McFlurry Tabaron, and uh, maybe we'll see you next time. Actually, maybe we won't. Don't come back. Please don't. Ah, the tasty, buttery licks of the cash withdrawal sextet. And uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to be here and have people talk about their, you know, withdrawal symptoms from the other show. I'm glad I'm able to, to help and, you know, let people in uh, to my world a little bit. The tassels, can you send in my next? Nick Swartzen? Nick Swartzen, how you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Yeah. How are you? Yes. Nick is here. How you doing, buddy? Hi, everybody. How I are you? Nick. It's so good. Nick is one of my mm. oldest friends. Yeah, we're about 18 years deep. Yeah, 19 to 28 years deep. Yeah. 46 19... years we've known each other. 46 years plus the other 20 when we were on Broadway together. Yeah, 97 years we were on Broadway. <sighs> What's going on, man? Uh, it's just, uh, we're just, are you here for, are you having some withdrawal symptoms? Do you enjoy the other show, uh, cashing in with you? Yeah, I realized I, ha- I was having withdrawal. I was in my place. I live in Hollywood. Yeah. And it was so quiet and not chaotic at all. And so yeah. I wanted a little kind of dose. I really am having withdrawal from screaming, like itinerant random screaming. So I heard that you had kids really young kids, so I, I decided to get my fix here of just violent shrieking. The shrieking of, like, a three- and four-year-old is so... It's like a dog whistle, Yeah, and I, I need that in my life, and I got yeah. that fix. I was, I was able to, right when I came into the door, your kids yeah. attacked me. I can't remember their names. I think it was Ratchet and Batter, Battering Ram. I don't know what their names are. But um, yeah, they Somebody came. Would they take offense, but I know you. <laughs> they came in hot, dude. They came, they came in hot. In, he's coming in hot. Yeah, he's just, coming in hot. God, they love that screaming. Is really kids like that, don't they? It's so shrill. It's yeah. really an awful sound. Yeah. If we sent over, you know, a thousand kids to any country and just any had country. them scream, and they're naked too, so there's something a little more terrible. Awkward, about yeah. It's, right? Yeah. Kids they're are they're often awkward. they're often naked. They don't seem to have any. Uh, parameters in terms Zero of when they might problems. dress. They might just undress at a Fourth uh, of July party. You might look over and they'll be completely naked, just screaming. Yeah, they could whip it out at a funeral, and people would still have to deal with it. It's, here's the fun thing no about having kids, Nick, is if if you ever have any, and I know you're you're probably on your way, but I will when I'm like in my nineties. Yeah, yeah, you want to do. I it want them for late. a week, and I'll die. A week. That's the way to do it. You want to do it late. It's kind of like doing drugs. There's no reason to do drugs too early. You have so much to lose. Save every drug yeah, for your 80s yeah. well, or 90s. It's old people that should be doing drugs. Yeah. You know? When I'm 97, I'm going to drop acid every day. But here's the thing. They're so impressed with everything at this age. You know? So right. it's, it's hard to impress older people. You know? They're not impressed if you can tie your shoes or whatever. But these kids, I mean, like, whenever I start a fire, when people we're having are s'mores, music festivals. when we're having s'mores, I'll just be like, you asked for fire? I give you fire, and they turn on the propane tank, and they're like, "Ooh, right, that's good. That's a good thing to get them to get them on the fire fascination. Get them early, especially when you had a house burned down next to you. (laughs) That's a really good thing to get them their fascination with fire. Put some fireworks in their hands early. Yeah, put some fireworks in their hands. Get them a you know Christmas Uzi, holiday. (laughs) You know, just get them on the fun things, (laughs) the dangerous things." Well, I'm glad you got your scream fixed, but this is like a bonus now to come in. And yeah, I just wandered into this that. room and heard you talking to yourself, Nick and I and felt I lived, horrible. Nick and I live. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. What did you think of Tassels, my receptionist? What did you think of her? Just really lovely. You think Again, so? Again, naked, which yeah. I thought, yeah, that's a theme a in this. Yeah, not a lot of receptionists do that. 
What do you think? How old are you? Would you put her out? How old do you think she is? Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I eight, close eight on that? Yeah, pretty close. You know, she's like the Rorschach test for anyone on the show. I okay. asked them about her, and they have different descriptions. She's uh, an old it's, it's, eight, though. A really uh, old. You know what? Eight. She's a yeah. She's an old eight. She's a an advanced eight. You know. That's yeah. really what she is. Um, I haven't seen you. I mean, I've seen you since then, but we used to live near each other in Venice. Blocks away. That was so fun. We lived like two blocks from each other. I was living over at the old Knickerbocker. Yeah. And then uh, with Arge Barker. With Arge. Me and Arge uh, uh, lived there. We moved to, to L.A. together. You lived like two blocks away. Oh, and, no, uh, Rose Avenue. Do you miss, uh, do you miss uh, Venice? Um, I, I did love Venice Beach. I'll always have a place for it in my heart. Um. I've been out of there about six years now, mm-hmm. maybe going on seven. And um, yeah, I, I don't miss the beach that much. It really is something when you live by a beach, you, you don't go. I stopped going yeah, for like you know, years. I lived two blocks from the beach I and I would not go to it because the beach also draws beach people, mm-hmm. which is like tourists, transients. Mm-hmm. You know, burnouts. Yeah, of course, homeless it's people. Not that ex- the transients and homeless people in LA are a little more. They're. I mean, they they have they've had a lot of them have had work done. They're very. They don't feel as as downtrodden as other places. No, they're still bad. Some of them have. They're still done. bad. Yeah, I mean, they're not. Open. I feel like someone made a choice: have work done or have a house. And they right, chose the work they chose done. work. That's a good point. Right? I mean, I, this is one thing that happened to me. There was a lot of things that happened, but. One thing was a homeless woman was taking a shit on my doorstep. I don't know why. I don't know what movie she saw of mine that angered her, but she was like 60 years old. She would just take a really hearty shit every morning. And then I lived in a duplex. Oh, you're saying it happened every morning? Pretty much every morning I'd walk out to just a big like beef log. And me and my neighbor, I lived in a duplex, and we were both so <laughs> tired of it. And he finally, one day, he goes, I don't think we're going to have that problem anytime soon. And I go, what do you mean? He goes... I woke up randomly at like six in the morning and I went out to just get some air and the the woman was halfway into the shit. And he goes, I got my aluminum bat out of the entryway and screamed at her as she was mid shit. And she flipped out. He screamed at her and just like bloody murder. And she ran away with, he goes, half the shit still in her bottom coming out. And she (laughs) like booked it down the street. A 60 year old hippie old woman. Yeah, and so she and she didn't come back. That scared. Like I'm not gonna say scared the shit out of her because it's dumb, but she it did scare the um, loaf out of her. Yeah, if that sounds better. Did you but, did you ever get did you ever get massages down there? Did you ever get any outside on the beach? It seems like everyone was either a. a I did actually. That's funny that you said that. I did. Masseuse. I did get a massage down there. Yeah, it, it was fine. I don't remember anything weird, but I do remember I couldn't get packages at my place. And one time I had a gig, a stand-up gig in Boston, and I bought Red Sox tickets, the Red Sox yeah. Red Fenway. So I got Red Sox Orioles tickets, and FedEx delivered them. And for days and days, I couldn't find them, and I had to leave soon. And I called them, and they are like, it was delivered. I'm like, fucking damn it. And I walked around my neighborhood, and I found the FedEx envelope. Everything, and it was all ripped open, and the tickets were stolen. Was- and I was like, if you're some fucking transient fuckhead... And you find Red Sox tickets? How is that anything in Venice fucking Beach, California? What currency does that give you? I mean, you're just going to have to hope somebody from Boston is, uh, if they're in California, they've got to be home in the next day or two. But it was like, just fucking leave it back on my doorstep, you fucking dirty fucking cunt. Was this the same woman that was taking a shit on your doorstep? Probably is. She probably went to Fenway and fucking (laughs) dropped loaf. But it was just it, my point is just shit like that adds up. I was like, no, fuck does. this. Now no, I live in was... like a safe West Hollywood neighborhood. Yeah. Now my car was ransacked two or three times. Yeah, my so car was, was like always this. almost it being seems broken like it was into. Always being broken into. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, it was got to the point where I was surprised when I got there and anything was in the car ever. Beach problems. This fall, beach problems. The thing is, April's a bit of a hoarder, so I, I would put all the stuff I don't want in my car and then have them steal it. Right. And that was a way for me to unload some of that stuff that she hung on to. It's funny, I mean? the word hoarder. Mm-hmm. Because if you were a whore, isn't it, you're also a hoarder because you're hoarding penises into your vagina. Yeah. So right. it's funny how those can be two things at once. At the same time. I it can be a whore that. and a hoarder. I, I, yeah, I hadn't thought Hoarding pe- genitals yeah. in you're your right, genitals. You're hoarding. <laughs> That's a beautiful image. <laughs> we... Uh... <laughs> 
I like the the thing I didn't like about the massage. See, I don't get massages anymore because they'll touch. That's a every, key to life. They'll touch every part of your body except the only part of your body you really want to have touched. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like going to have a drink and you know saying I'll have a beer, pour it over my face, but don't put it in this this hole here, like in the middle hole. Yeah, I mean, I was, but it's you don't loud. you don't get that many massages, so you can't really. Oh, how are you a fucking connoisseur now? I'm not a connoisseur. I'm saying that I've noticed they never they always. And the one massage you've gotten in the last five the years. The areas that you want to have touched don't get touched. That's all. It's okay. very disappointing. Well, isn't that on you to kind of point out the area? They ask you before the massage. <laughs> I feel like you're just really jumping into some you anger. Like, that you feel like I'm not. Uh, just I feel like you're really. I need, you're, I need this to express is, my needs. This is random anger. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm lashing. You're, out. you're lashing out at I'm beach I'm masseuses <laughs> that have literally nothing going on. They're trying to make up for the fact they're on the beach, so they're um, like, "All right, well, what more do you want?" One fa- one of my favorite things about you is when you go out to eat with Nick, you will order lots of things from the menu. I've always enjoyed that about you. You'll order like seven things from the menu and then sort of eat each one. If I'm at a new restaurant and um, I like to order a lot of stuff because I like to try what they have. So, you know, if it's, yeah. especially if it's like a restaurant supposed to be good, I kind of take it as like, all right, see what you got type of shit. You know what I mean? So I like to order a handful of appetizers. That gives me a good kind of template there. And then, uh, yeah, a couple entrees and then I'll split it up with whoever. But if I'm I was with. a homeless person, I would follow you. That would be wise. And then just eat your leftovers. Yeah. I'm a phenomenal dinner. You companion. always leave a lot of leftovers. Yeah. I would just follow a lot you around. of leftovers. That should be someone's job. Just Nick's leftover eater. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I would, I went to, I was at the Nick's or, uh, Nick's I was at the crab shack with, with April. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I don't. I don't want to brag, but I went to the Crab Shack. Is that what Joe's, we just ate? Joe's Crab Shack. Oh, we Joe's just ate Crab the Shack. Fish bar. This bothers me when you say, you know, I'll often say, "What's your favorite thing on the menu?" Actually, I often, I always say this. I always go, "What? What, what was your first favorite thing on the menu?" Right. Because they're always going to be sick of that after a while. So their current favorite thing is not relevant. They might just like something because they were bored with the menu. Right. So you got to say, what was your first favorite thing? And she goes, uh, I don't I don't need any fish. I don't need anything that comes from the sea. So I, you shouldn't ask me. What the fuck are you? How was she what the hired? Fuck are you working? What are you working here for? How, Bitch. That's happened a bunch of times. Does that happen to you? Order. Does that happen to you? Um, yeah, or people go, yeah, that, that has happened to me, or people will go, well, the, the salmon's the most popular, but it's I'm like, that's not what I asked you, you fucking robot. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, no, somebody's a vegan, I don't give a shit, but it's like when people go, well, that sounds, this is the most popular. I mean, that, well, the where waitress said, the place we ate it today was very sweet. I liked her a lot. I'm saying in general, when people go, oh, well, everybody likes the, the cheeseburger, but like they don't have an opinion, you know what I mean? It's like I like when, when they're honest. I love that when a waiter waitress will be like, "Yeah, this fucking sucks." Yeah. That's something where like this that is makes really me bad. feel really this good. This is gross. Don't have when that. they do that. Yeah, so I that, feel I the like same that. way. I feel the same way. I'm gonna do your Rorschach test. Is that cool? Yeah. What What is that? Jesus, who produced this? These. Yeah, Drake Drake with him. He's a comedian. He's managing them now. The cash withdrawal sex tat. You really? Yeah. yeah, they're really getting into it. He must be making hundreds of dollars. Yeah, a literally, year. literally tens of, of five dollars. Like that is an amazing. Uh, they they work hard. There's actually just five of them now. It used to be six uh, sex tat, but they one of them ate the Casio family. They ate each other. <laughs> they because I keep them in a cage in the corner, as you can see. So um, the Rorschach test. I actually asked TJ this question, but I had to ask you too, just to see what did that great, motherfucker great minds, say. Great minds think alike. Like scallops. What the fuck are you? Yeah. I mean, really, what is a scallop? Can anyone draw a scallop in the wild? Like, what what does a scallop look like? What is it? And they're really touted as, like, this amazing of thing. Of scallops, like, even though I don't know what it is? Yeah. Legs? What are they? It's, I don't even know. Here's what it is. It's the first... It's God's eraser. It's attacked by some scallops. It's an eraser. Is that what it is? Yeah. It was a... If you use it on on paper, <laughs> it's... Eraser. Yeah, it's a, the ocean's eraser. <laughs> and you can erase shit. It's amazing. Yeah. You rub, rub you it on coral... Them? I don't like not knowing what they are. I've never seen I one do in order the wild. scallops. You don't see them at the aquarium? You don't see them anywhere? No, they're not a popular thing. But yeah, I do order them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if the scallops are... It's weird because 
if they're really good, they're fucking really good. Yeah. Like a really good yeah, scallop is really that's good. True. And who cares if you know what it is? Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck you I've are. I've never man. seen a. Exactly. Jesus. No, we're friends. I don't know at all what you are. Yeah. But, you know. Who am I? Who am I? Um, my, I, I want to go back and just tell my favorite. I mean, what is TJ's hair? What the Can fuck I? is that? What? TJ Miller's hair. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but I've hung out with it. Sometimes uh, it's good. Sometimes it's not okay, great. I, yeah. I'm going to do one more, one more question, uh, one more Rorschach test. What came first, the lurking or the shadows? What do you think? Uh, shadows. Shadows came first, yeah. Yeah. How close, this is a, TJ and I one day, we got very close to a house and realized we were too close. How close can you be to a house before you're, you're lurking? Like, what's inappropriate? We were thinking when you actually are touching the house, that's when you've gone too far. When you're barbecuing on their back grill. What, you know. I think if you're in the bathroom. Peering in. If you're, you're in, in the, the bathroom. <laughs> You have crossed a when you're really... Taking, when you're taking a shit on their doorstep. See, now you made it dirty. See, I, I'm sorry. God I don't know why man. I took it there. <laughs> just had to go there. No, if you're in there, not shitting, you're just in there. Anywhere in the bathroom. Casually it's showering. Casually showering. Yeah. It's too close. It's lurking when you go that far. Um, okay, so we. I want to tell the story about Denver, first of all. Because okay. it's one of my favorite weeks I've ever had. It was probably my first headlining week. And Nick was just this very up-and-coming... Hot. Everyone said you were a hot new comic that was going to come in and feature, right? Hot action. You were hot, right? And the first night, this is at uh, George, George McKelvey's Comedy Club. Uh, which now does not exist. The club manager was called Tim Wardwell. Rape okay? it. He was, yeah, he was the guy in charge, right? So Nick, the first night, I keep hearing how funny he is, how great he is. Can't wait to meet him. Uh, Nick, the first night, just doesn't make it in on time to the show, right? So you, you show up, I don't know, you showed up later that night. So you missed the first show, right? So the second show, uh, so I'm sure Tim wasn't too happy about that. In fact, he seemed a bit frustrated. The second show, <laughs> you went on stage, and you just had such a, a cocky, in a good way, I like confidence. You're such a funny guy, uh, always. It was so obvious you had something special. But you went up, and that's part of it. I think you were sort of, I think the whole week, you, it was sort of like you were sort of above worrying about what happened at... Uh, uh, you know Tim Wardwell's comedy club. I think it was clear like you were going on to better things. <laughs> like this was not something you cared too much about. And I admire that about you. First of all, you showed up with a huge box of tapes. Right, cassette tapes. I mean, tapes. there were cassette tapes. You're driven from Minnesota. Yeah, let's uh, give yeah. a little bit okay, of backstory. Okay, sure, sure. I've been doing stand-up comedy for a year. Yeah. And I'd already I'd won a contest in Minnesota with HBO. And I was picked as one of the top new comics in the country. Right. You already had a manager. Yeah, I had one of, like, one of the guys Dave who managed Becky, Chris Rock. I think Becky was managing you or yeah, something. Yeah, Dave Becky who man- was right. managing Louis C.K. Right. and David Tull. Anyway, so this is 1997. Yeah. So I had driven. So he had gotten me a couple road gigs. I was on my way to San Francisco right. where I was to perform. And so Denver was kind of a stop. So I right. was driving alone from Minnesota and in this car, I was 19 years old. I've been doing stand-up a year. So I, I was just – I wasn't so confident. I was just kind of clueless. And I didn't really know. I'd never really done the road before. I think that was my first road week ever anywhere. So I was very green and kind of clueless. But I just showed up at this club. You know, I wasn't late on purpose, obviously. No. I was driving across country no. and shit got weird. Whatever the fuck happened, I timed it out wrong. But anyway, so yeah, I came in. I had all these audio tapes because we listened to cassette tapes in 1997. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, I had no concept of the road. I was living out of a trunk. Nothing was ironed. I well, that's the yeah, that's the so. So, so now you can day, continue. Yeah. yeah. So the second day you show up, it's your first set of the week, and uh, Tim's already a little upset. You showed up late. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then, so maybe you didn't call. I don't know. In any event, um, you sh- you go on stage with shorts and a t-shirt, and you had a notebook on stage, and, and you had a perfectly good set, but Tim, you know, Tim didn't, didn't really, didn't think you were taking it too seriously, right? right? So he's getting more and more upset, and uh, so he comes up to you, and he's like, God damn it, you know, I, I need a little more professionalism. I need you to wear pants on stage. And you look at him like, what the fuck? Are you going to wear pants? What the fuck is wrong with you? It was so funny to watch, right? Now, I was with you when this happened. So he goes, do you have any pants? And This is ridiculous. So you go out to your car, and he's with you, and so am I. I was kind of watching. You open up your trunk, you know, like a hatchback or something. There's a Dodge Shadow. Yeah. And uh, you pull out some, like... <laughs> 
You're like, fine, I'll, I'll wear pants. It's no problem. I don't have a notebook on stage. You pull some pants out from like under like an old tire iron or something. It's got like grease all over it. I mean, it was really like, you know, you put those on. And so you're appeasing him. And he was still pissed. You went up and had a perfectly good set, but he's still pissed. The next show, the, the next night, you, you, you were all professional. You didn't have the notebook, didn't have your pants. Uh, problem. You, your pants were good. But then second set, you went back to the notebook. And then the final show of the week, you decided right before you went on stage to uh, do a character. I'm going to act like I'm from uh, Kentucky during this show. <laughs> like you had no game plan for why you might do that. You yeah. just decided to do your whole act in a Kentucky, like in a, in, in a, a real, in a, southern, in a real voice. southern voice. But yeah. there was no real angle to it other than that. No, I just winged and, it. And you just winged it. And I was like, I really think this guy is going places. Because you, you, you really didn't care more than you should. And you were funny. Right, but it was fun hanging out with you. We had a great week together. Uh, we ro- went rollerblading. You were the first guy I've ever seen try to pee while rollerblading. Yeah, I tried to urinate yeah, while was, I was we rollerblading. Were rollerblading on this path, and he peed at the same time. Yeah, also was oven mitt day at the uh, baseball stadium. Uh, we all put that was oven a blast. me you and Steve. We put oven mitts on our on our on our on our junk and walked around with oven mitts hanging out of our pants. Genital mitts. I have a, yeah, genital mitts. I have a. I have a picture of that. Yeah, no, that was a fun was week. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't really understand. It. You know, it was great. I, I just, you know, it was like, this club was such a fucking dump. I mean, I, didn't I filled pay, in for I, somebody. David Crow, David Crow got my me check the bounced. My check bounced. Yeah, I mean, fuck that guy. The following week, we went to Seattle. And that's what I want to, I want to tell you. That. Remember the David Crow story? We stayed at David Crow's house. and The following week? The following week. I was in Seattle. You came. I was at the Underground in Seattle. Okay. And uh, we stayed at David Crow's house, and we were asking around for a gym. We were in, like, Issaquah or something. Right. Okay. Remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Do you remember what happened? No. We were, at, we were asking around. Everyone's like, I don't, I don't think there's a gym in Issaquah. I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't know where you should go. We asked, like, ten people. And finally, one person was like, you know, I think there might be, like, a gym, like, a block away. You should check it out. We walk over there. Not only was there a gym there, it was, like... It was the biggest gym I've ever been to. There was like seven basketball courts, three pools. Right, there was I like could, a now pyramid I do in it. That. It was all made of glass. There was like, uh, uh, you know, six hot tubs. There was a masseuse. I mean, it was the nicest gym I've ever been to yeah. in my lifetime. It was like a waterfall of grapes. I mean, it was just like really <laughs> weird, Narnia esque gym. I do remember that now. My favorite though was we went to Lake Washington. Yeah, we decided to get invited to one of these. It was like bumper shoot that week or something. We decided if we wanted to get to, invited to a boat party, we were just going to swim out. Well, I was already shit faced. Okay, and we were so, yeah. on the beach, and I saw a boat out in the in the lake. But it, the thing, and this is a, a warning to anybody listening. Things on the fucking water are far away. Far They're away farther than you, think. Than, you yeah, think. than you think. So I thought I could just swim it. Like, by the way, I haven't swam for shit. And like, Michael Phelps would have been like, "Yeah, fuck this." But I was drunk. Another red flag. And I'm sure I was smoking at the time. And I just thought I would swim out to this boat. So then we both swim out, and then we're like halfway there. Yeah. And I was like, "This was not happening." My body. And then you had to yeah, swim were, me back in. Yeah, you were like, this isn't good. Yeah, this I was like, good. I'm going down. And you had to like do like that like arm around the body, like kind of help me swim back. So I saved your life. You pretty much saved my life. See, my memory is we did get to a boat and they wouldn't let us on it. That might, but I think a, you did that, that before that. But then when we were coming back, you got tired and you were like, I can't make it back. Yeah, no, I was, I I was kind of. Yeah, okay, yeah, th- that was it. I, I remember I couldn't. Yeah, and you were like, this isn't good. I'm really. I'm really gonna yeah. I'm I went down a blazing right. That was the same trip um, where I made the mistake of David Crow lent me his car, and it was a stick shift, and I didn't know how to drive a stick. Didn't know how to drive like you did. Yeah. Didn't know how to drive a stick. Told him I did, <laughs> and then tried to wing it in a state I'm not in city I don't fucking know. So I have to drive like 25 minutes to his place alone in a Geo Metro, just hacking the stick just. Grinding it. Yeah, when it you pulled so... away, it was like, and see, I was standing with him watching you pull away, I think, and it was pretty clear. Yeah, it was so insane. <laughs> it's one of those things, I don't even know how I got. It's one of those things when you look back in your life and you're like, how the fuck did I get through that part of my. I don't even know how I got home. And I'm sure I was drunk. 
I don't even know well, what happened. Yeah. I mean, just weird well, that choices. That was back when you when you drink, you'd end up naked somewhere. I was rogue. You were more like a kid. Well, I mean, I yeah, every time we'd drink together, I'd, like people, I talk to people later. They'd be like, "Yeah, Nick, Nick ended up drunk at this bar. They're not drunk. He ended drunk, up naked. Yeah. I, mean, I was drunk all the time. I mean, I you know, I'm 40 in October, and I'm still. I spent the last year. I'm sober now, 105 days, not permanent. Nice, yeah, but, congratulations um, on that. Thanks, thanks, bless you. God bless all of us. But everyone. when I heard, I was telling you when I heard you about you doing this, I and I don't want to minimize any kind of a drinking situation or not but i i do th- I, I didn't i thought you'd be able to do this if you felt like doing it you yeah i just needed a time out yeah but um yeah i was drinking a lot but anyway yeah i used to drink all the time but i mean i i don't even know how i mean when you're younger you know now i drink to like you know i'll get drunk and have a good time and it's it's very controlled and mellow but i mean back in the day like anybody it's just when you think back to all the stuff i would do drunk it's fucking insane like just crazy shit where like I don't drink and drive. I haven't done that for years. But, I mean, the times I did, it's just so stupid. Can't believe I made it through that shit, man. I used to shoot heroin into my eyes on stage. That was my closing bit. And then I had an eight ball of cocaine that that was the size of a cantaloupe. cantaloupe. And I would shoot the heroin into my eyes, take a bite out of the fucking eight ball of pure cocaine. And then dip my fucking balls in peyote. Dip your wick? Yeah. Yeah, those are some wild times. One thing I remember that I enjoyed, we would surprise each other every show by playing some intro music for yeah, each other. Yeah, that was phenomenal. And I'll never forget the funniest one you played me. You were, I was going on stage, and it was, We're in the sky, keep on burning. But that's actually a legit... <laughs> <laughs> but that's a legitimate intro song, yeah, that, uh, though. I came up to... Sky. Yeah, I came up to Russians by Sting. <laughs> Do the Russians love their children? Bong, bong, bong. If you don't know that song, it's from his solo Russians album. Love. It's from his solo it's album. So over the top. It's from his solo album, Island of the Blue Dolphins, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it's fucking so melodramatic. <laughs> and it's a Cold War anthem kind of song. <laughs> Like the opposite of an intro song. Like you really wheels in the sky. At least is people get fired up for that. You know. You what know, I, mean? I mean, at the start of the week, we were real nice to each other. It was like loving, touching, squeezing. I remember you bringing yeah. me up to that. That's kind of a funny. And intro. I think I brought you up to. We don't need another hero. <laughs> we don't need another way. <laughs> that was an anthem we were pretty psyched about. Tina Turner, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. That's something I think I would like to do in the future. I do say to the sound guy now, I always go, just surprise me. But they never surprise me with anything funny. No. And I should be more specific and go, surprise me with something funny. I do it in Vegas. I'll have fun with my intro songs. Yeah, I'll come back and forth. I'll come out to like three or four songs. I'll I'll leave and then come back and do like a bit about it. I would come out to Arms of an Angel by Sarah McLachlan. (laughs) I would come out to that in Vegas. Imagine a Vegas like fired up crowd, and it's just like in the arms of an angel, far away from people in board shorts and like margaritas, and it's just they're did. picturing dead cats and like bloody eyed puppies. I did have one week where I came up to uh, I don't know the name of the song, but my name is Luca. Uh, yeah. We're on the second floor. Well, I live up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was kind of a dark, uh, dark times. Where do you work in Vegas? Wait, you do a residency there. I do the say? Mirage a couple times a year. Yeah, I'm there okay. October seventh. Nice. They usually put me on my birthday week, and okay. they put me on like the sports shit. So I do like Final Four weekend. I did, and I do a lot of that stuff. You're you're pretty much you're in the top echelon of stand-ups in the in the world it's it's fun to watch you i, I thank you bless you always have new lots of new stuff too you have like 18 hour specials now thank god i've got two half hours and two hours and i'm, I'm working i've got a new hour almost ready well, for next 18. year i went with 18 for yeah that. i mean 18 in america yeah it's a lot a lot of them are in chad i did yeah. five specials in chad and then i did seven more in uh uganda I had a big following there for like a week. Big following in Uganda. Eternal existential quandaries. It's amazing how different. You're a big sports guy. Yeah. It's amazing how different each one of your intros is. <laughs> They're so completely. It's like they, well, they switch out band members to even play because some of the yeah, people don't clearly. play all the instruments. 
Yeah, a lot of different instruments have to be. I think I heard a harp on that one. Is that a harp I heard? Do you feel? I think it might have been. Uh, there's actually a bird crowing in the background. Do you do you think do you think that people have gotten crazier? Or do you think that? Um, here's what I'm thinking. We were talking about terrorism earlier. I think before there was one guy that would shoot up a theater, or do something nuts, or be a serial killer or whatever. But he was alone. Now I feel like the internet's allowing these crazy people to find each other and band together. And form a group. And I don't even know if they know what they're angry about, but it's easier for crazy people to find each other. I don't think people are angrier than they ever were. I think one out of every thousand people is going to be insane, right? Or something. Oh, there's a lot Most of people crazy people. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, I mean insane enough to do something really terrible. And now they've all found each other. Well, and that makes it quite well, dangerous. I mean, what, you're, what, what are you referring to? I, I think that the terror. One out of every like, thousand? That's like... <laughs> An entire country potentially yeah, that's a of lot. all yes. insane. Maybe people. a million. There's, there's. I mean, one out of a million. I, I don't has know. A I, uh, I'm just saying that one out of every certain amount of people that are born have a screw loose, right? A screw loose. A screw loose. I'm going to use that. That's phrase. a real. It's an old phrase. Grade school term for a sociopathic <laughs> killer. Yeah, he's got a little screw loose. He's got a screw loose. Yeah, that's that's light light. light what if a judge said but... that? You're like, yeah, he's got a screw loose. Yeah, Bin Laden. Yeah, yeah. A screw loose. Couple screws. Is um, that what's yeah, happening? Yeah, I don't know, dude. But I think people. I feel like people just, you know, everybody wants a voice and everybody wants to be angry and everybody, you know, Andy Warhol said everybody wants fifteen minutes of fame, and everybody will get fifteen. But now we live in a world where with internet and shit, it's just everybody. There's voices all over the place. Everybody's got. Something to say and they want to be heard. It's you know it's fucking crazy. I mean, there's there's the news cycle is so big now. Like you're saying, everyone's talk. The sports we we we're, we bond when we talk sports. Oh, I want to show you something. Can you pause this or no? This yeah. thing. Yeah, I, can so I have pause to use the bathroom. It. Yeah, I'll pause it right now. I can do that. Here. Well, you know what? I'm just well, going to comment it. on the can... Mackie Sasser autograph card. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but on on my show, Cashing with T.J. Miller. Uh, and for some reason, I've only been able to get one guest to do that show, just TJ, uh, for some reason. One reason is that sometimes people are coming to the show. I had Mackie Sasser coming in That's to a, do the really show. really exciting. And TJ, by mistake, uh, hit him with his car on the way in, and, and he, no. he never made it. Yeah, he's, he's not alive anymore. So, Jesus. Yeah. So, that's, so someone sent me this rest in peace Mackie oh. Sasser card, one of my favorite. Uh, I know you're an ex-Met fan. Yeah, just... I'd use the bathroom real quick and just just urinated, just pure blood. Anyway. Um, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. I think the sports cycle is just too long. I think you get 24 hours of these people having to say something. These sports guys, it seems like all they're saying is what just happened the previous day is going to continue to happen. What if a, if a weather forecaster did that? Like they're, They just predict whatever just happened. The team that just won is going to continue to win. Right. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand why here's what sportscasters are doing now which bothers me. Do you ever listen to the sports radio, those kind of guys? I kind of don't right? really. it's annoying. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I can't I can't get into it because it's just so it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't it's just kind of empty talk to me. Like yeah. that kind of just like, well, here's you know they're they're gonna win it all. And then it, they're never you can never predict upsets and it's just too on paper, so many teams are great, and then they don't fucking win. You know it's what I mean? It becomes such a gossip thing, too, where they will often the reporting is what somebody tweeted. Like right. what an athlete tweeted. Look, we watch to see what they do on the field. I don't care what they say. Like, yeah. Like, well, so-and-so said this. Well, I don't give a, who gives a shit what an athlete says? Yeah. It's I mean, it's... His, I don't know. It's so the weird. Thing with it's the very off, off-field and on-field stuff, I've gotten accosted by reported, like, TMZ stuff with sports and I got accosted with uh, Adrian Peterson and his kid and the the switching and hitting his kid and it was just like I remember I was in New York and I was doing press for something and I was six, 6 in the morning. Wait, how were you accosted about the Adrian Peterson thing? I was 6 and I'm, I'm explaining it right now, you fucking lunatic. Okay. Jesus yeah. Christ. Clearly setting up the story. No, I thought you were Okay, changing. all right, Nick. And now how did this go down? <laughs> So let's take us into the the scenario. <laughs> take us into the, the one that, that you're just. <laughs> yeah, so it gets no, in so New York. I thought you were changing the no, subject you for fucking some reason. lunatic. I thought I'm going to be curious the rest of my life. I'm, 
Uh, I'm in New York. I land six in the morning. I'm going direct from the airport to the radio. And I'm so tired. And I'm, it's like, get off the plane. I'm going to the radio station. And a camera out of nowhere. And this guy's like, Swartzhead, yeah, I know you're the Vikings fan. I was like, yeah, what, what's happening? He goes, Adrian Peterson, he just hit his kid. You know, beat his child. You know what I mean? Like, what, what do you think about that? What? And I was just like, what? And I'd like kind of heard about it. It just happened. I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't know. What, 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 yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> bad thing to do. I don't, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't want yeah. that. That's, that's responsible. I don't think you, you should hit your kid. It, no, right? but I was just like. It's bad. You know, but yeah. yeah, but it's like, I don't fucking, you, you know, they just jump at you with this kind of. With all these things of like, yeah, this just happened. You know, granted, that's a bigger story, but it's like, you know, with a lot of the gossip, like you're saying, with like Twitter and so-and-so and so-and-so said this, it's just like, you know, Twitter is the worst thing to happen to athletes. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, I know. it's the worst thing to happen yeah. to a lot of people, yeah. but athletes are not usually used to talking. Right. Usually, right. they're used to teams going like, okay, don't fucking talk. Yeah, don't fuck this up. Don't fucking talk just about this sound thing. sound bites, yeah. Just don't, we'll cover, we'll say... We'll speak for you. The league will. Yeah. They don't have these fucking dudes going rogue and just saying crazy shit and talking like, you know what I mean? Who was the dude that just, I'm going to say, was it, it wasn't Ezekiel Elliott, was it? Who just, no, no, no. It was um, some athlete was like, yeah, no, he was smoking weed um, and he got busted Michael and he was Phelps. on probation. Michael Phelps. No, he was on probation and he goes... Then somebody video was videotaping him. He goes, hey, "Don't videotape me." And he goes, "Oh, you can't right. see your face, or whatever." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Or no, he was videotaping himself." And they're like, yeah. "Are you on probation?" He was like, "Yeah, but they're not going to know it's me." And he says his name, and I can't fucking remember his name. But it was something where he said his name, even though he didn't show his face. Right. And he was like, "Yeah, right. they they don't know it's me." Ba 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 ba, Rick Johnson. <laughs> and then he just outs himself, even though he didn't show his face. It's just shit like that. We're like. You guys fucking put the Twitter down. And we were talking about athletes' wives and shit just right. ranting about their... Why do they need their... to do it anyway? I just think that the adulation and the applause you get <sighs> during stay a game... out of why it. Why do you need... Why does Kobe Bryant need a Twitter account? Why does What does he need to say that people are so curious about hearing? I mean, you know? I, I, I get that it's interesting, but it's also just... You just shouldn't have a voice 24 hours a day for just... I don't know. I just randomly, it's a real yeah. fine line, man. Yeah. It's a real fine line. That's why I stay out of shit. Like if you look at my Twitter feed, it's like fart jokes and like, you know, retweets and stuff like that. I just stay out of politics. I stay out of sports. I kind of try to stay out of, but my I'm a Minnesota fan, so it gets a little you know, I get a little crazy, but it's always tongue in cheek and it's always Co- comedy, you know well, what I mean? I think I just what's think... so weird about the amount of reporting on it is you have to assume that punctuation is correct even to try to analyze what someone's saying, even <clears throat> a regular person, let alone an athlete. So people will tweet out stuff and it becomes a big story all over the country. Right. And it's often just like a, a you know, you put a comma in a different place and it has completely different meaning. Connotations. It can go from yeah. you saying you like a sandwich to you threatening to kill somebody. I mean, it's... You know? Yeah. So I, I don't really even know. Often what we're arguing about is misunder. I think it's just a series of misunderstandings. Most of life is. Yeah. No, I, uh, I agree. I agree. What was Oedipus, really? But a big misunderstanding. Really a big mis- misunderstanding. Big, that's, big misunderstanding. That's Not a good the, point. You know, and this is a therapy show, so just remember that. All it was was more of like the first Three's Company episode. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, you, yeah, you slept with your mom. It was, you know, these things can happen. Oops. That's why they invented the word oops. Oops. Um, I, was, I had a story for you. You were okay. talking about Mark Cuban. Okay, yeah. And um, I have a lot of athlete stories. It's pretty sweet. I've met a lot of athletes, befriended many athletes. They're wonderful. Um, very, usually very nice, down-to-earth people. And um, I met Mark Cuban. I was at the Super Bowl. Promoting uh, me and Jennifer Aniston and Sandler were there to promote Just Go With It. And it was in Dallas. Okay. And the Packers beat the Steelers. And Adam loves playing basketball. So he got Mark Cuban to let us use the practice gym at the Mavericks facility. So it was very exciting. So we got to play, you know, pick up basketball, the Mavericks fucking thing. So we're excited. And um, I met Peja Stojakovic, who's one of my yeah. favorite players. Yeah. Great shooter, I love. Great I'm, I've always been obsessed with shooters, pure shooters. Nick, I by just, the way, is a great shooter. I'm himself. a phenomenal shooter. shooter. If anybody wants shooter. to fucking dance, motherfucker, 
Bring a fucking ball and you're point really, me to the hoop. You're a really good athlete. Fucking bitch. Like we played a lot of ball that first week we met. You, you're a good athlete. A lot of hoop. Yeah. You're the deceiving little hook shot that was I did. Tough to guard. Tough to guard. When you're five annoying. feet tall, you have to, uh, you have to yeah. develop a shot that's unblockable. A half-court sky hook. From the hip, yeah. Half-court half court sky, sky hook. So I'm sitting there. We're, Mark Cuban's like, hey, we're the, some of the players are still practicing. Just give us like 15 minutes. You know, Obviously, we're like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. obviously it's fine. We're not going to kick the fucking Mavericks off their own practice facility. So we're in awe. You know, Adam's a big basketball fan, so we're watching these guys playing. And Paige is just draining threes. I'm so excited. And um, Paige sees Adam and comes over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, how are you, Adam Sandler? What's going on? And uh, he's like, this is my, my buddy. He's a comedian. Um, and I go, and he looks at me, Paige Sarkovich, and he goes, hey, I'm Paige to me. Yeah. And I'm so in awe and so excited. And it was time to say my name. And I go, hi, I'm Peja. <laughs> and I introduced myself as Peja. <laughs> That's how <laughs> awestruck I was. Yeah. And, how, you know, and he goes, what? And Adam like, looks at me. He goes, your name's Peja too? And I was like, no, no. Uh, sorry. No, I, I'm Nick, Nick, Nick. Sorry. And it was just this weird. And then Adam kind of laughed. And like, Peja walked away. But... <laughs> It was just, I'd never, I've, athletes are the main people that I get super starstruck with. It's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Because I'm such a diehard sports fan my whole life. So anybody, you know, anybody, I get like really fired, especially if it's somebody, you know, that I grew up with, I get really fired up. I met Lenny Dykstra <laughs> once really randomly. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. It was bizarre. Right before all the shit hit the fan with him, like right when it was about to hit the fan. So it's some hotel, and yeah, it was his, his assistant was a fan, and was like, "Yeah, this is Lenny." Lenny's like, "Oh, hey," and we, you know, I was just like, just nails. random. They yeah, called him nails, nails, dude. You got to live up to that. You yeah, want a nickname so. that's not gonna bring you down later, you know? Well, nails. nails. You kind of that's how you end your life, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. You have nails in the coffin. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, who else? God, there's a lot of people. One of my favorite stories is uh, I was in Vegas one time, and uh, I get to my table at some club. Excess was the club. Great okay. club if you're in Vegas. Okay. I'm not really a big nightclub guy, but Excess is a yeah. great club. So I get to a table, and I'm with my buddies, and the concierge for the club goes, hey, Rob, Rob Gronkowski has a table next to you. Gronk. Gronk. So, so I that's, had, I, yeah, that's an easy nickname to live up to. Gronk. It's great. Gronk. Yeah, it's yeah. his name. So... I had met him previously in Boston when we were filming. And so I kind of knew him. So I go, I lean over my table to his table and I go, yo. And he goes, oh, my, what's up, dude? I go, nothing. He's with his buddies and we're ripping shots. I mean, I can drink a lot and they can drink a fucking lot. So we were drinking. His buddies were going like face first into the table. Like people were fucking obliterated. Were you so naked I, at the time or you do that later? Not yet. So I'm so fucking out of my skull, and this is rare. I grab the the door guy or the guy who is, you know, one of the guys who works here, and I go, "Hey, I I've got to get out of here. Like I know when to get myself out of a situation." I was like, "I I almost can't walk." Yeah. So this door guy helps me out, and they get me to my room, and um, I my buddy calls me the next day and he goes, "Oh my god," he goes, "Dude, you left right at the right time," and I go, "Why? What happened?" Right he goes. Gron- Hernandez killed someone? No. <laughs> he goes, Gronkowski <laughs> fucking grabbed his buddy, brought him on stage, took his shirt off, and body slammed him. Oh, it's Jesus. all over the news, all over TMZ. And I was like, what? And I turned it on, and that was that huge thing where he got okay. injured. Yeah. And it was that huge ordeal, and I was just fucking there. Really? If I had stayed 10 more minutes, yeah. I bet you anything I would have got, I would have been on stage with him. A hundred percent. If he had stormed the stage and I was like that there, I would have gone up with him. <laughs> and he probably would have pulled me up. Well, how long was he out for? I don't remember that particular injury. It was, was a it? huge yeah. deal. Yeah. That cracked down on, oh, is he partying too much? Right. Where are his okay. priorities? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. He, was, he fucked up his leg or his back. I can't remember, but he was, was it out. It was a big was it deal. off season or no? It was off season, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Still, but, the guy's so huge. It's, it's, it was a big, it's a big deal. Story. But it was Every like sports stories big in Boston. They're they're insane. Yeah, they're really insane. But um, yeah. But it was funny because I could have been, that could have been me. That could have been. Here's how, here's something I fantasize about in terms of something I've never done. I'm curious if you've done it. Have you ever 
I feel like I haven't lived a full life since I haven't done this. Have you ever flipped a table? Have you ever just... In psh- anger? Well, maybe feigned anger, but just flipped a table. <laughs> what if I've, you just flipped a table before every party you left? You just flipped it? Just, I've never flipped a table. Psh- no? No. Cleared a table? Just... We put your hand across. You clear everything on a table. I've done that. I've broken that a lot of good. stuff. Do you remember yeah. when I was playing video games heavily? Yeah, I was. You playing... had holes in your wall. Yeah, I I did extensive damage to my old place in Venice. As far as I can tell, there was a room. There was a two bedroom apartment, and there was a room at your old. I've always wanted to ask you about this. There's a room that I think the toilet broke, and you just basically decided to never use that room again. Is that is that was that correct or not? I ended up fixing it up. <laughs> But there was a room that was just kind of went rogue. But then, like, I, but then I cleaned everything it up. was nice. But there was one room that just yeah. And it was I a thought, two bedroom, and I just I only lived I only used one bedroom, and so the other one became kind of a storage. Okay, I thought unit. it started with a because I remember the toilet was always broken, so that was a part of how that started. Yeah, so. it, it all got fixed up. But I used to break stuff. I broke three windows in my place. One of them was a stained glass window, which that's not easy that's to repair. A, yeah. And um, yeah, it was because of video games. So it, you my, got really into the video game. Well, I, I get I have really ang- big anger issues. I've kind of dealt with, but yeah, I definitely. You have anger issues too. I don't like losing. Yeah. And I don't like being mocked if I lose. Right. So when I would lose during video games, you know, people are like, "Oh, you're fucking horrible. This sucks." And I would, I would smash controllers. So I would get so upset that I would. I, it wouldn't even be impulsive. I would go, I would put the controller on my floor, and I would go into my kitchen, I would find my hammer, and I would walk back to my living room, and I would hammer it into the floor, and I would just smash it. And I had a GameStop a mile from me, and I would go into the GameStop, and I would have to buy all new headsets, all new games, and all new controllers. I'd probably spend $1,000, literally, on buying. I would take the game out of the thing, and I would break it in half. I would throw controllers against the wall. I had dents... I had chipped like my fireplace, like things that were like really yeah. expensive. To, what was it? Did you? How much of your deposit security deposit? All of it back? was gone. It was twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred bucks. Yeah, and they took all of it's it. It's like a birdhouse, you know. Birds never get their deposit back. Yeah, and no, birds are really bad at really messy at flipping. Birds, birds. I used, to have, I used to have a in the. I used to in high school. I used to go into the clubhouse, uh, which was behind the field, and I would have a pipe that I would beat on with an old bat. Like if I got out or struck out or something, you would a, it, you would beat on a pipe I'd with beat a bat. On a pipe with a bat. It was pretty noisy, I'll bet. But at least I wouldn't get thrown out of the game. Right. If I was really upset, I would do it that way. Because I got to the point where I was throwing helmets and hurting people. You know? Yeah, you know. There were a lot of stained glass windows on our field, which made it really awkward. <laughs> yeah, when your backdrop is a stained glass window, that's just a recipe for disaster, Kai. We're going to finish up with meritless advice. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. That's uh, you know on the on the another cashier. heavy of heavy Hollywood producer came in to record that track. Yeah, that was actually Rick James, which helped with that. Wow. One. Um, you know, on the on the cashing in with. By the way, I have a podcast, Cashing In with T.J. Miller, which uh, this show is sort of a uh, an offshoot to that. But uh, uh, if you you know if you enjoyed this show, listen to that one. But on that show. Uh, we have a, a section called Maskers, uh, Ask the Masters, where people send in their questions. And, uh, you know, you want to answer a couple of these with me? Yeah. It's really, it's important. It's important that we do this. Um, let me find one for you. Uh, what's worse? Uh, this is uh, Aiden Casey, who's a, a, a fun person. She sends a lot of funny stuff. Oh, bless her Aiden heart. Casey. Uh, what... <laughs> What's worse, a double goodbye or a double hello? I'm always talking about how I hate the double goodbyes. Like, if I say goodbye once, I don't want to run into you again. It's very awkward. I don't like... I, I one time avoided a double goodbye. I was in Cincinnati visiting my relatives, and I said goodbye to all of them, my grandma and everybody, hugging my hugs, the whole thing. And literally, like, two minutes later, my car broke down on the way to the town, mm-hmm. and I pushed it to the side of the road. It was a Sunday, so I wasn't going to be able to get it fixed, and I just stayed at a hotel for two days uh, as they got it fixed. I never told them I was still in town. I had to like wear a disguise and go to movies. I was worried I was going to run into them. I was in their same town. That's really Couldn't weird. I hate the double goodbye. Right. What's, do you, what about the double goodbye? Uh, hello. Is that, is that pretty bad? What, uh, what is the double hello? I'm trying to think of how that manifests. Hi double- again. 
high I guess again at a party or something? At the if same see, place? Yeah, if you see someone twice or something. The, the goodbye is worse. I never say goodbye. I always just leave someplace. If I'm you at a party, say, just bail. I'll get the fuck out, sober or drunk. Okay, okay. Because I just hate having to, especially if it's like really dense and there's a lot of people. I hate when people call you out for not saying goodbye. If you're at some place and yeah, you're you like, never say goodbye. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess you're leaving. Oh, okay, I guess, goodbye. And it's like, A, especially if it's somebody you're going to fucking see in the next week. I'm like, you fucking stupid fuck cunt. <laughs> Fart. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to see you. And I fart in their mouth. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's one of your trademarks, farting in people's mouths. <laughs> My son, I told you, he's, he's often going, I just, uh, I just had a, he calls them booty burps. It's That's gorgeous. What he calls them. It's a Wonderful. nice expression. And I did think of you when I heard that. But double goodbyes. I don't like, I don't, yeah. like I don't like, I don't like meeting people and, and getting, I think it's stupid that we, we exchange names so early after we meet people. It's like, shouldn't we earn that? Like, I have only some memory space in my brain. Shouldn't we sort of wait and see if there's any reason why we're ever going to need to know each other's names and give our names at the end, almost right. as if you're giving a phone number? Like, it's kind of personal. What the fuck difference does it make what name I give you? You're not going to remember it. It's a loud fucking party. Nobody, no one gives a shit what your name is, and you don't care what my name is. Let's not, and let's not exchange, let's not do the handshake thing. We don't need to even touch at this point. Let's see if we care about each other enough to exchange names. Yeah. At the end, like, do you think we're uh, at a point when we should exchange names? Yeah. Let's do the I, name I exchange. Let's yeah. do the name exchange. It's a waste of time. It's yeah. a pleasantry that 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 everyone is sick of. We all are tired of it. You know. It's really old. I never remember anybody's fucking name. And then having like being famous is weird because people will they'll go for the phone number pretty quick. I've had people go like. Nick, this is, you know, Rick or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? We'll shoot the shit. And he's like, yeah, man, let me get your number. You know what I mean? Let's just blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I can't just get and that I, up. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if it's just a fame thing, but I feel like people want your number a little bit more. You know what I mean? Sure. They'll kind of find something like, oh, you like his soup? Yeah. Well, I, I know a great place for soup. Why don't you call me and let's go get soup? And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking get soup with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's I you know I don't know if I'm more sensitive now, but I just don't want to give my fucking number out to people, and it's weird to have people just want your number because then they, you know, small talk. What do you say? And what do you do? Like that. I just I, I'm to the point now where I'm very candid. I'll be like, no, I'm not giving you my fucking number. I'll just tell people that. What are you doing about the picture thing? How, how exhausting does that get? Since everyone has a camera on their phone, um, I don't mind it. I don't. I just don't like it when people, if you're eating. And people are like, hey, I'm really sorry to do this. Mm-hmm. Then don't that's do like, it. Yeah. And people say they're sorry and then do something anyway. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but like when you're eating or if I'm with like my, my mom and we're eating, like right. I'll be at lunch and like, you know, it's like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, can I just get like a – and it's like, well, yeah, can – like do you have to do it like right when I'm eating with my mom? Yeah. But yeah. You know, I, I usually take pictures 99% of the time. Yeah. I, I like what Charles Barkley said about the this sort of thing. He said, you know – uh, I, I, I've had a great life. You know, I, I make a, a ton of money. I stay at the nicest hotels. I eat at the nicest restaurants. Uh, everyone's happy to see me for the most part when they see me, uh, unless you're a Warriors fan at this point, in which case Charles is, you know, not, he's constantly hating on the Warriors. But he said, but w- the trade off is once in a while people come up, in fact, most of the time, and they want a picture. Yeah. And what kind of asshole am I if I can't just... That's part of the deal. That's what you were signed yeah, up for. Yeah, of course. That's what you signed up for. So I'm not going to be a baby about it. Uh, I have a great life, and that goes with this life. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel the same way. I always take pictures unless somebody's f- a raging fucking asshole. So if you're at a bar and someone's shit-faced, people can be insanely rude. You know, and that's something that I won't, like... I, I don't put up with that. You know what I mean? I'll fucking take a picture or do, you know, I've talked to people's friends on the phone or people, you know, my sister's on the phone. You say hi. You know what I mean? Done stuff like that. But like sometimes people really will push it. You know what I mean? Like I had somebody go, let me take a picture with you. I love Reno 911. And I'm like, okay. And then they go, yeah, you play such a great faggot on the show. And I was like, what? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, man, how do you play such a good faggot? I'm like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you like yeah. it's such an insane 
thing to say. So yeah, it's like you have some kind of etiquette. Well, people say the weirdest shit after shows. It seems like I'm always at the urinal when people says weird. You know, like after a show. Oh, I've had people. I want to take pictures. Like, hey, I got a good joke for you, and it's always a racist joke. Always. The, yeah, yeah, having a joke. The for, having a joke for a comedian in general is just. I got a joke for you. No, don't you understand how this works? I just gave you the jokes, and you don't need to do that. Why are you giving me a joke now? Yeah. Uh, why are you giving me a racist joke while I'm peeing? You yeah, know? no, it never it never ends well. Or they'll be like, "How come? Uh, how come you're not in Mission Impossible the movie?" I'm like, "I don't know. You should be in that." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no fucking a, shit. I don't know. They yeah. didn't call me. Yeah, I didn't turn it down. I remember when I was just starting. Oh, you're not an X Men? No, I, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't on their list. I I remember when I was just starting comedy. Someone telling me uh, that I should try to get on that show Friends. They thought that was their advice for me. Yeah, I was like, really? You think they're really might, in the loop that on that help? one? You think that might help Jesus. the career a little bit? Nick Blish writes, "Why would the king send his horses to put Humpty Dumpty back together?" Who the fuck are these people? What are, they, are these questions from people on mushrooms? Well, you know, because why would you send a horse? I think that's the question to put a. It's it's not a literal. Okay, so you, you don't okay. have to, you know. Okay, okay. I mean, who the fuck these, is Humpty Dumpty? These are what people send, you know. I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, they're, they're very introspective people. Uh, Quentin Kua writes, a, a steel drum solo overdue for a comeback? Yes, that I agree. I'm on board with. Okay. Steel drum solo, big time. I don't know if the world's ready for it, but I'm sure Jamaica's been pushing for that. Have you ever been involved in a, in a drum circle? When I lived in Venice, yeah. Drum circle was... Did you go out there? I would go out there and stare at the people and just wonder what their day jobs were and try to figure out who these people are. But, yeah, I mean, Jesus, drum circles are... I remember I thought I'd be, I would love to... Um, do you remember when I used to talk about this on stage and about how I always want to walk past a drum circle and watch them and be in, like, a nice suit and then stop the drum circle... And point one like hippie guy out and be like, hey, man, I run all the drums in the world. You just made the big leagues and pull him out and take him away. Just so everyone was kind of staring like, how did he hear that guy? And then that guy's like, I made it, man. <laughs> like, you know, his brain is so damaged from drugs. So, hey, I did, I did it, man. I'll see you guys later. And I would just take him away from the drum circle and then like <laughs> kill him in an alley or just something or whatever. But that would be a dark ending to it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just thought it'd be funny to pretend like he's somebody made it into the big leagues out of like a fucking, you know, drum circle's fine. I'm not knocking that, but it's just funny when you, on the beach, like, you know, some people it's cathartic and it's nice, but then there's some people that are just, they've got a spoon and they're hitting a cup. You know what I mean? They're not really bringing anything to the table on that. You know what I mean? Like, let's not. Yeah, well, at a certain point, just clap, just clap along with it yeah right you've got your own drum right with your two hands yeah i guess my uh my my sister-in-law gave my son a drum set which really what a fucking really gift like do you think that's the worst gift you could give a child do you really i was really pissed and i know she meant uh, what the fuck did she mean i what does that mean? That's a horrible thing to give somebody yeah it's it's and their child i mean you you met them they're loud enough they already have the vocal capabilities. What the fuck? I would be so pissed. <laughs> I would have smashed it over her face. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, just have it at your house, and they'll play it when they're over at your place. Listen. That's what you fucking say. <laughs> Insanity. Uh, you know, we got to go, but we were talking about the fame thing. But you, you, know, you really are about, out of all the people I've met that have had the kind of success you've had, you really are, like, and this is a compliment, very... Very much the same person, which is cool. Yeah, you got famous pretty young. I got to me really sometimes young. the thing. But if it happens pretty young, sometimes that can be a problem because people can't handle it. But you've kind of managed to be the same guy. You're still, you know, yeah. You're I still mean, farting much as just as much as you used to. <laughs> the thing about fame that I've learned <laughs> is that what they say, where it's you don't change, the people change around you. Yeah. It's really true. It's I it's fucking crazy. So many people change around you and their attitude towards you and it's fucking crazy. And you know, like when people get famous, like I'm famous but I'm not like psychotically famous, but I've had friends that have gotten really fucking famous like 
covers of magazines insane famous and I give them like a question. I'm like, I know that their life is different. I know that their shit is different for them. So I don't hold them, you know, to certain, you know, I know they're not going to fucking be in touch as much as they were. I know that they're overextended. I know that they, you know, shit has changed. And people like with me, like I have friends on fucking Facebook from my childhood and I've had friends go like, yeah, I'm coming to your show in Seattle. I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, yeah, maybe yeah, let's hang out for the weekend. And I'm like, yeah, I can't. I've got a show and I'm hanging out with this person. And, and they're like, oh, you've changed. What the fuck? And it's like people I knew like in a freshman in high school. I don't even know that well. And people are like, oh, okay, sorry. I didn't realize you were this Hollywood. And like literally stuff like that happens a lot where I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you're going to really like hold that against me because I can't give a certain amount of time and people are like what's your number like hey can i borrow money like people everybody just gets crazy around you it's fucking insane well i think you seem like the same guy i am the same dude 100 percent. anybody who knows me knows that i am yeah. so you know and i still have horrible diarrhea <laughs> let's right. go let's go swimming let's go uh thanks for having me on dude good to see you the action Thanks for coming in, buddy. It's great to catch up with you. Wheel in the sky. <laughs> to the Russians <laughs> love that shit. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.